This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith. Love comes to those who believe it, and that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What's up? Welcome back to yet another episode of Cancel Shweezy, better known as The Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. What's going on, everyone? How's it going today? It's been a busy week for me. I What did I do last week? I, I substitute... I was teaching music classes all week last week. I did band last Tuesday, and... Uh, some of the some of the kids, you know, the sixth grade band, they're all like, "Mr. Schwag, what note is that?" And they're like, "What note is it?" And if you're if you if you're a teacher, if you know anything, uh, you don't you don't necessarily give the kid the answer. What you should try to do is try to uh, guide them to the answer on their own. That way, give them the tools so they can guide the, to themselves to the answer on their own. Instead of just giving them the answer, because that's the best way. Because that way, in the future, they are able to repeat the process. Uh, so, so we're just talking about how to reach music here. Sixth grader, you know, it's the sixth grade. I, I can't, not too much. But, you know, I grew up on, and I still somewhat use. Uh, now, it's a lot of things are more second nature. But, you know, you used to use 
uh, if you're trouble club, which these the kids are in, every good boy does fine on the lines, and then F A C E or face for the spaces. So you know you you usually just like drill that into someone's head, and then they usually get it. And so okay, so so it was so the note it was a G the note was a G, so it's on the second line on trouble club, you know, and then. So I'm just like, all right. So what note is that? I'm like, all right, let's let's think about it. All the lines are every good boy does fine. So those are all the lines. This is on the second line. What note would it be if we do every good boy does fine? You know, going up the line. That's, you know, teacher shit. You know, that's what that's that's what teachers that's what teachers do. I gotta make sure our soundboard is working. I was told. I was told that was the best way to get it to work. Uh, so I'm just like, all right, the notes, are, you know, the notes are G. I'm like, all right, it's on the second line. Every good boy does fine. What, what would it be then? You know, and it should be obvious. Uh, but they said, hey, oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, you're just like, get the fucking, this isn't hard. <laughs> Every good boy does, they made up a thing so you can memorize the notes of the line. Every good boy does fine. They've made up multiple different ones since then on being able to read sheet music. But, uh, you know. If you, if you actually have to teach kids, you actually know that's the actual, that is actually something that goes on. But no, uh, my favorite thing that happened last week was a little a little joke I did on uh, some of the kids. Basically what I was, basically what I said was, like, I, I told some, the high school kids, this was high school, I was like, you guys know that if your parents sign a special permission slip, you're allowed to smoke cigarettes at lunch. That be, it's because we don't want to discriminate against the Italian and French students. And I got a lot of believable looks. I'm like, I need to get that permission. I'm like, that's not real. It's a, I mean, I mean they're kids, but I'm like, it's a federal law. You know, you have to be 21 to be able to. Isn't it just a purchase? You know. That's that's a weird thing, but I guess there are laws because I've had friends get arrested for underage drinking. So you know, um, it it is funny. Like, it, yeah, no, it is pretty funny. If because I'm I'm kind of in the mindset, you know, like if I could just give my this this is my opinion on it, but I always try to give the advice to like kids in high school. This is the advice I was given, and the advice I would give to someone in high school is. If you're interested in, like, drinking and drugs and shit like that, wait, start it in college. Don't do it in high school. Just wait till college, because, because especially if you're going to college. And I'm talking to the kids who do go to college, you know, because when you're in college, like, that is the opportunity to party. There is actually, I think it's, like, 19 to maybe 23, 24 is, like, the perfect time in your life to do every drug and alcohol and... Uh, everything, all of that, all imaginable. I think, you know, especially, I think the college age is like the perfect age to do that. That's my opinion. And be like, just, you know, just avoid it in high school, you know, because then you're going to be in the, and especially coming, you know, uh, kids don't listen to like, from my experience, I would tell you, they don't listen to that shit. I'm just, you know, but in my experience, it's just kind of like, yeah, do high school, be like sober in high school, you know, because everyone else is not going to be sober for the rest of your life. So just have that, have that, y'all should have that moment in your lives where, you know, you don't uh, do drugs or drink and stuff like that. Just, you know, a pure time, you have that pure moments in your life and then, and then start partying, you know, start partying hard. You know, that's the, 
That's the advice I would give, but no, it's so fucking... Yeah, you can smoke cigarettes at lunch if your parents sign the permission. So, you know, no, you can't. But yeah, I guess they wouldn't know that, like, in... I know in Missouri, weed is legal, so you can buy weed. However, since it's still, like, a federal... Like, federally charged as, like, a federal drug or whatever, it's, like, it's a, still labeled as a bad drug by the the government, you can't use, like debit or credit cards purchasing weed at an actual dispensary. Um, I think that's like the entire state of Missouri because it's a federal law. Because like if you're in the military or any armed forces, um, I think you still can't smoke weed even if you're in like a legal stage because it's a federal law. There's something similar to that. And uh, kids don't know that. But they don't know that they raised the smoking age to 21. And that's a federal law. You know, I remember remember when they, uh, all those little fucking redneck kids were like, were upset because Trump took away their fucking chew tobacco and fucking jewels and shit like that. Um, fun time. I don't know what I'm getting to here, but uh, I do do have to tell you this. Uh, so I'm the cool teacher, if you didn't know, and I definitely put in a, I definitely want to have like the kind of thing with students where it's like, yeah, you can tell me any, you know, Feel free to tell me anything, but please don't tell me shit I have to, like, report, you know, to, like, someone, you know. That, it gets really scary, because, like, some kids will just, like, fucking open up to you. And you're just like, I'll, I mean, I'm fine with keeping, you know, if you open up to me, you know, I'm fine keeping that to myself, because it's not a good story to tell on a podcast, you know, obviously, or to my friends, you know. But at the same time, it's like, please don't, like, it's okay if you, like, want to talk about your trauma with me. Like, you know, as a teacher, you know, I'm getting paid to be there. So it's like, yeah, it's fine. I can I can listen to some, someone else's trauma for that, you know. I'm like, it's not a big deal. But at the same time, it's like, I, I would like you to not tell me something I actually have to report, you know, like, something dangerous. Because it's like, because, you know, like, if you catch your... Some, you know, I, I generally have the policy and like, I know high school kids are not gonna not be on their phones during class, you know? So I give them the, I don't want to see you with your phone out because that, at least that gives them the, Hey, they're going to try to stay hidden with their phones. So if the principal walks in, I don't have to worry about it. But then at the same time, they learn if they work in a workplace where they're like, no phones, they can figure out how to use their phones. So uh, maybe I'm... You know, I'm I'm the best of both worlds. Um, on to this sixth grader. So we're back to six. We went from middle sixth graders to high school back to sixth grade. Those, those sixth graders fucking love me, dude. I came in. I didn't intend to ever substitute a sixth grade class, and then it just it accidentally happened one day, and they're like, "We accept you." I'm like, "Thank you, children." Um, oh, so a sixth grader told me this joke, and one thing I want to tell you about this specific sixth grader is that I did not expect this joke to, to come out of her mouth, you know? it's I could, I could give you 20 random sixth graders and put this kid in that mix, and you would still be like, she didn't tell it. <laughs> like, this is the kind of kid I'm talking about. And here's the joke she told. So, three men get sent up to heaven that are, like, on the outside gates trying to get in, you know, how, how like, heaven is a country club, you know, according to uh, most Christians. Uh, so the first guy, you know, he's at the door. It's like, who is it? Peter, whoever the fuck guards heaven. You know, I, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't keep up with the Christian fantasy lore anymore. 
But, uh, you know, at the door of heaven, it's like, oh, have you sinned before? And the guy was like, yeah, I blew bubbles. And the guy having, you know, Peter or whatever, who was who's in charge of heaven is like, oh, that's not a sin. You can come in. Next guy comes up. They're just like, what did you do? Have you sinned my child or whatever? And he's like, uh, I did blow bubbles. And then they're like, that's also not a sin. So yeah, you can, you can come in. Third guy comes up and they're just like, uh, tell me, have you sinned my child? Uh, let me, or no, the guy's like, let me guess you were, you, you were blowing bubbles. And then the guy was like, no, I am bubbles. So that was the joke, and uh, funny joke. It was actually a pretty good joke. I probably did not tell the joke very well, but I will tell you. What What did I tell the kid? You were just like, what should, what should a teacher do in that situation? Probably something. What I told her to do, I said, good joke. Never tell that to another teacher. <laughs> I was like, do not tell that to another teacher. Because I'm, you know, because I think most teachers, like, like, a lot more teachers are responsible. I'm not as responsible. My, my, what I try to do is make sure the kids are alive and well and also to, you know, there's a lot of things I try to do good, but also we're, I'm, I'm joking around all, you know, the whole class, you know. I think that was an appropriate response to a sixth grader just being like, that was funny. Never tell that, do not tell that to another teacher, you know, because you can tell it to me, and I'm like, I obviously know the, I can obviously understand, uh, she was telling me a joke, so a lot of teachers don't really understand, like, the situation, it's like when comedians, like, people try to cancel comedians, and, like, they write out, like, their jokes, you know, it's like, if you write out the joke, it sounds horrible, but if you listen to the comedian tell the joke, you can understand kind of one, you know, where they're coming from. Cause I don't, isn't like Shane Gillis. He's pretty like a lot of conservatives really like him, but he doesn't really like, he makes a lot of conservative jokes just cause his dad's kind of, he kind of grew up that way, but he does, he kind of just seems like a be good to everybody kind of guy, Shane Gillis. And so it's always really funny to see things like that. You're just like, we're going to cancel Shane Gillis, you know, cause he was trying to, they kicked him off his SNL and he's just like, but I do, I do respect him because he was like, hey, it's like, I was telling a joke. Out of context, it is really bad, but it's, you know, and that's, you know, so like when I listen to comedians, you know, like, you know, when they're doing their comedian and things, you know, it's like, yeah, they're probably telling a joke, you know, and like there is something funny to saying inappropriate things, you know, it's just funny. So, but that's it. Um... But yeah, anyways, though, make sure you are uh, checking out my music under Sweezy. We're work- I'm working on new stuff right now. I mean, I'm basically sitting down every day working on stuff right now, and I'm forcing myself to be motivated and forcing yourself to do stuff. Even though you write a lot of songs about fucking people's moms, you know, it happens. Uh, Let's go full throttle. But yeah, no, check out my music under Sweezy. Uh, all my socials at the Sweezy. So cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. Cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. Here we go, we got it. And all that stuff. Uh, Patreon, Cash App, PayPal, all great ways to say thank you for being a friend. Great ways to financially support the show. 
and everything we do there as well. Uh, but let's make sure you do all the free shit. If you're listening to the show right now, check out our YouTube page. I definitely want you, the listeners out, out there, checking out the YouTube page because our YouTube page, I think the YouTube page is the best place for you to leave comments because we do post little segments of all the shows too. So that way you don't have to comment on the actual episode, but you can comment on like the highlights and stuff like that. Because I actually do, like some of you leave great comments. Others do not. Um, the Christians don't. And you're like, you need to read the Bible. And then they have like a bunch of misspellings. I'm like, I don't know if you know how to read, you know? But, you know, like some of you, it's like sometimes I read comments and you're just like, oh, is this person being mean to me? And you're like reading this and like, oh. you know, you have to have like your thick skin on and they're actually, oh no, they're actually, you know, <laughs> three fourths of the way through their comment, you're like, oh, you actually agree with me. I'm like, cool. So, yeah, there's always more positive than. Every, you know, that's a common thing for anyone wanting to get into, like, a creative field. And, like, you have to put yourself out there via social media. You know, it's like, yeah, you get negative comments, but, I don't know, if, you, if you're doing a good job, you get more positive, but you don't focus on those, you know? That's the problem. Like, the, the negative ones are the ones that stick out to you. So, it's always crazy. But make sure you do that. And if you're on uh, the audio platforms, make sure you're leaving reviews, liking our episodes, giving us ratings, 54321. You know, like, you don't even have to write anything that makes sense in the reviews. I just, you know, just that infiltrate, you know, that helps the algorithm. That's all I'm, I'm really asking you to. I'm pretty sure I saw one review that was, like, cake lyrics from the band Cake, you know? So... Uh, <laughs> <Got he. laughs> so yeah, so like, yeah, that's some cool stuff. Um, let's jump into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? You may be asking, it's just last week's news that we're going to be going over right now. Uh, this week, everything, this show is all last week's shit, you know, and that's what this show is all about. It's just last week's shit. So, uh, let's just jump into it. Let's just, yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, this is from the Roy's Report. Hello, Julie. We, I need a schedule. I want to contact you and schedule a podcast interview. So we need to get, we need to do interviews on this show. I think it's been a solo show for so long. I think I want to interview people, but I want to do it well, you know, because I don't know. Podcasts are kind of lame now, so. As from the Roy's Report, hello, Julie. Uh, who abused whom? Allegations go both ways in ongoing sexual sex abuse scandal at IHOP KC. Uh, a statement by a woman claiming that an advocate group falsely named them as victims of abuse by International House of Prayer Kansas City founder Mike Bickle has ignited a firestorm online. It also has prompted strong denials from the advocate group, which today published a statement and three videos containing new evidence in the ongoing Bickle clergy sex abuse scandal. Among the bombshell revelations in the videos and testimony that Luke Bickle, Mike Bickle's son, was engaged in a years-long adulterous affair, which his father allegedly tried to cover up, the video also provided provide background as to why the advocate group, which first published allegations of clergy sexual abuse against Bickle in October, decided to blow the whistle. The latest chapter in the ongoing IHOPKC sex abuse saga began last Thursday when a protest statement claiming 
to represent the views of at least five falsely named Jane Doe's was posted online. In the statement, the women accuse the AG of falsely identifying them as Bickle's victims, victims and then abusing them when the women didn't submit to the AG's narrative. Behind the scenes, we have been harassed, secretly recorded, had family members contacted, had our phone numbers given out, and been bullied and pressured to admit to being victims, the statement said. It added that when the women denied such untruths, they were gaslit, told that these women know the true story of our lives better than we do, and have had the narratives they had formed about our lives suggestively put in media articles in social media posts or threatened to be put in public articles. The statement was posted online by two of the five alleged does. Uh, one of them is April Rose, who worked closely with Bickle for years as a researcher. Multiple sources told the Roy's report the other women in popular I have Casey worship leader Misty Edwards. Do I know Misty Edwards? If I do know you, Misty, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why are you? If you if you if I saw your face, I'd know it. Um, in an October 2023 staff list obtained by the Roy's report listed Edwards as a member of IHOP Casey's executive leadership team and as Mike Bickle product director. Uh, however, when asked online about Edwards' position last week, IHOP Casey spokesperson Eric Voles stated that Edward resigned from the ELT several months ago. <laughs> Several months ago. Just, okay. Uh, neither Vols nor Edwards responded to the Roy's Report's request for clarity about when and why Edwards resigned. Yesterday, Edwards also posted a personal statement on X accusing the AG of hatching a plan behind closed door to bring down Mike Bickle in IHOP Kansas City. Edwards said the AG devised the plan before there were multiple alleged Jane Doe's. Then the search for victims to fill in that 40-year timeline began. Several minutes after posting the statement, Edwards removed it, then she reposted it and removed it again at the time of publishing. The statement was not posted on Edwards' feed. Two members of the AG, former senior IHOP KC leaders Dwayne Roberts and Dean Briggs, claimed in separate online posts over the weekend that the AG never publicized the names of the alleged Jane Doe's. Instead, the men claimed IHOP KC shared a confidential document from the AG with Bickle, which included initials of some alleged victims. On X, Roberts wrote that he and other advocates created a working document months ago. This document purported to be 50 pages long, included the initials of women who agreed to be named and the ex-spouse of one victim. In a separate post on Facebook, Briggs wrote that the document also included a list of five other possible Jane Doe's who were numbered not named. Roberts said he used this working documents as an outline during an October 24th meeting with IHOP Casey's executive leadership team, two other AG members, and himself. Roberts said he met the day, next day with Stuart Greaves, IHOP Casey's former executive director who resigned last month. Roberts said that during the meeting with Greaves, he shared a couple names of people, possible victims in confidence, which I now fully regret doing, Roberts claimed that after the meeting, Greaves met with Bickle and discussed the document. I felt utterly betrayed because this was not the document's intended use and exposes victims, Roberts wrote. The Roy's report reached out to Greaves for comment, but didn't want to hear back. Okay, yeah. Um just trying to be a good person here when I figure this out, what I'm trying to say here. Um, I don't know. You know, 
obviously I understand if you're, you know, being a victim in something like this is kind of hard, but uh, I, I wish there was a way. And I say I wish because, you know, in reality, I don't think this is possible because I want to I want to show some respect. But I think it would be important for a lot of these Jane Doe's and def- I definitely believe every woman who's coming forward, you know, um, for the most part, like because, you know, it's it is a smaller ministry. You know, I have can't say even though it's big, but it's small. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm from now. Na- you know, I was in Nashville playing in worship bands for a minute. So, you know, like Nashville, if you want to be the big times, you know, that's, that's, that's as high. I got as high as you could get in, uh, the Christian music versus touring, you know, playing in church. I got as high as you can go in that. If you, if you all want to know what I am, uh, this is the type of guy you get, but I do think it would be important for a couple of these Jane Doe's to actually, be very public about it. And as I, I say that as someone who also knows like how scary the person who comes forward's life's going to be. And I don't, and I don't have the resources to be able to protect them. So, um, my ideal situation would be getting them to come forward, being open and honest, but you know, the, the reason why they're anonymous is because they're scared. And, you know, you know, we get, there's like a level to this, you know, it's like they did it. And then there's like, oh, if they really did it, someone would come forward. People come forward, but they're anonymous, you know. And the reason they have to stay anonymous is because uh, a bunch of assholes from IHOP Kansas City would probably be going to their homes and threatening these people. I don't actually believe that's below or below IHOP Kansas City's point at this, you know, when it comes to this at this point, because... Like, you know, like when people have to remain anonymous for something, they're scared. And I feel like IHOP Kansas City, you know, they they have a bunch of fucking rich fucking donors or whatever the fuck they do. So they have the, the power to be able to pay whoever they want to get rid of a problem. And I think they've been doing that for so long that it's caught up with them. That's the thing. Like, it's caught up with them. Like I said... I didn't know much about this, you know. I saw it was it the Heaven Bent podcast post about this, you know. I'm just like, huh. I'm not. I'm you know. I grew, I've never lived far from this ministry. I'm like, what's what's their deal? And I remember hearing a bunch of people. I'm you know, and I have a bunch of friends who are like, yeah, I used to play music there. I don't anymore. And I have a lot of people I know who are probably a little bit, in a sense, victims in regards to their musical journey there, but, uh, yeah, um, I think they're trying to make a distraction, because Luke Bickle, uh, you know, there's only so much we can do in a week, and, uh, I think the other article is, uh, Mike Bickle helped cover up Luke Bickle's affair, and, uh, yeah, so, I don't know what to do here, so, I mean, if I, I wish I could have control over, you know, don't, don't you wish you could have control over every situation? Because if I could do anything I wanted in regards to this case and just be able to get away with whatever I wanted, that what I would generally do is, like, find these Jane Doe's, which I found a couple. And if, you, if you're curious, like, how good is my research doing? Like, I found a couple. Like, it's not, I, I can find a couple. It's not that hard for me. Uh 
I've never, I haven't contacted them. I just found them. And I think my big thing here would be saying is just like, you know, if I'm going to get a testimony, if I'm going to get a testimony, sorry if that came out, I need to get all the facts straight and, you know, I want to do it my way. So, you know, you know, that's not how I do it. So it's uh, pretty crazy. Anyways, though, um, right now, I think, so last October, the end of October is the last time we started talking about this. Um, I think they're at a point where they're just trying to, because I think the worst is over for them, and uh, they're trying to just regulate it from here. So, uh, hopefully everything I can do is to make sure that IHOP Kansas City, the only thing I want for you is to be held accountable. You know, when people do shit, you do anything, you need to be held accountable for every action that you make. And that's what IHOP Kansas City needs to learn, that they need to be held accountable for their actions. And if their actions mean that this shuts their whole operation shuts down, the world will be a better place because of it. The world will be a better place because of it. And I think I generally believe that, you know, it this place is whatever their mission was, whatever the original idea was, whether Mike Bickle actually believes what he says in his little prophecies he makes up if he generally believes that then it should have been fine if it's not you know when you keep you know you uh, to quote my my girl taylor you play stupid games you win stupid prizes so that's who it is that's how it is um and uh be gone fuck uh next article we got here is from business insider just making sure you knew that a Chinese man who chain-smoked his way through a marathon was disqualified for smoking on the course. Um, what? A Chinese man has been disqualified from a marathon after he chain-smoked his way through the entire 26-mile race. Uh, the Mail Online report that the man known as Uncle Chen completed the... That's an X in that word. Jamin Marathon? That's how we're saying Jamin. Uh, in three hours and 33 minutes, but was disqualified for violating the race's rules against smoking on the course. And a statement posted on Weibo, the Jamin Marathon confirmed that a participant violated an article of its rules and regulations which prohibits open defecation, smoking, or trampling on flower beds or green spaces. Canadian Running Magazine was seemingly the first to report on the story the Chinese Athletic Association implemented anti-smoking regulations last year to encourage healthier participation in the race, according to... Online. Uncle Chen, now 52, gained internet fame two years ago after photos of <laughs> videos of videos showed him running a race with a cigarette in his mouth. In 2022, he placed 574th out of more than 1,500 runners in the Xinjiang Jin, uh, Marathon. Sorry, 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 Chinese audience. Uh, he finished that race in three hours and 28 minutes, five minutes faster than his most recent attempt. Uh, Sky News reported Chen had previously run another other marathons while puffing on a cigarette. The report said he smoked throughout the 2018 
Guazhou Marathon and 2019 Jamen Marathon. The Chinese news site Sohu reported that Shen had previously said cigarettes helped him with fatigue, holding one in his mouth while he ran so he could easily inhale and keep going. Now, it is crazy that, like, he's able to run marathons and smoke cigarettes. Like, my parents are both runners, track and cross-country people. So, I grew up with, like, you know, my mom has asthma, too. So, it's also, like, breathing is very important to running, and I'm very aware of that. Uh, You're, like, you think of me as, like, a singer, and you're, like, he probably knows breathing. And I'm, like, I'm actually at a point where I'm, like, I need to work on my breathing. You know, I'm at that point, you know. Apparently, apparently I've been breathing out of my mouth. Apparently I'm a mouth breather, folks. Apparently that's the unfortunate circumstance I live in, is that I'm a mouth breather. Um, but yeah, no. Um, it's honestly kind of impressive that he's able to just fucking chain smoke and run at the same time. Now, I've been dipping into the Zins a little bit, you know, because every podcast is promoting them, though they're not sponsored, but... They probably are getting paid by Zen and stuff like that, but you know, I'm a I'm a simp, so um, I have to I have to do that shit. You know? I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. But yeah, no, but I I always feel like when sporting events, it's kind of I kind of like the idea of it has to be this idea, especially in something like this, you know, where everyone has the same opportunity and ability to do what they need to do for this race. You know, it has to, like, everyone needs to follow a rule set for this race. You know, it's 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 very similar to baseball, where it's like, if some people take steroids and other people don't take steroids, then it's unfair. But if everyone takes steroids, who cares, you know? It's similar to that for me, and it's like, yeah, they, if... Unless smoking cigarettes gives him an advantage that other athletes are not able to have, you know, it's like other like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, if everyone's allowed to smoke during this marathon, that's fine. But if no one's allowed, you know, but if no one's allowed to smoke, like, yeah, I guess he shouldn't have smoked because technically it gives him an advantage. You know, that's how that's the mindset to do. Uh, there's actually, I've been actually reading a lot, nicotine, there's actually, minus the fact that it's super addicting, uh, nicotine actually does have some health benefits, but it's also addicted, addicting, addicting, that's the right word, yeah, so, you know, all weird like that, but I don't know, free my boy, I, I, I love a guy, I love the idea of a guy chain smoking, you know, I, I don't agree with him on a lot of things, but I like John Daly, the golfer, and I just, like, keep up. Like, he shows up 15 minutes before his tea time while everyone else is showing up, like, a long amount of time. We're like, that's what a pro- So far in advance, you're just like, that's what professional athletes do. And then John Daly's like, I'm just going to show up, like, 15 minutes before I'm supposed to play. <laughs> like, goddamn. You know? <sighs> what a fun time. Our last... F- article we have here is from the New York Post. A uh, student thought he was hit by a rock, actually had a bullet in his head, and partied for days. Uh, he thought he'd been stoned, but he actually taken a shot. A Brazil- 
A Brazilian medical student redefined having a high shot tolerance after partying for four days with a bullet lodged in his brain, which he'd initially mistaken for an injury from a rock. Little did I know that all this ha- would happen. Mateus Fascio, Fakio, Fascio, 21, told local media of the freak accident which occurred on New Year's Eve in Cabo Frio near Rio de Janeiro. Uh, the party animal had been hanging out with friends on the beach when all of a sudden he felt something strike him in the head. However, Fascio initially thought it was a rock as he didn't hear the gunshot. I thought it was a stone, a bad joke that someone picked up and threw a rock. The Brazilian who studies medicine in school told Globo One, if there was a noise, I could imagine what it could be. Uh, but I didn't hear anything. It was completely normal. A doctor who was with the group held staunched the bleeding and put ice on the wound. Oblivious to what had transpired, Mateus returned to the festivities. The reveler swam in the ocean, partied on the beach, and hung with his pals all while he had a bullet lodged in his brain. It wasn't until four days later that Mateus realized something was seriously wrong. The party boy had been driving 200 miles from Rio to his hometown of Weas de Fora when he started suffering from arm spasms. I went to take a nap and woke up with my arm feeling a little silly, the obvious gunshot, the oblivious gunshot victim recalled. I felt my fingers moving, but I didn't have the confidence to pick something up. Alarmed, Mateus reported to the hospital where doctors revealed that he had a 9mm bullet in his head. The bullet was compressing the brain in an area close to the region responsible for the movement of the right arm, causing irritation, explaining presiding neurosurgeon Flavio Falcometa. While describing the scholar's symptoms, this led to the brain to respond with movements that manifested as compulsive episodes. Falcometa said the patient was extremely lucky that he didn't sustain more serious damage such as paralysis of his arms or even his whole body. Mateus subsequently underwent a two-hour operation to remove the bullet during which he ran the risk of bleeding, leakage of cerebral fluid, meningitis, and even death. His mother, Luciana, recalled, thankfully, doctors successfully extracted the projectile sands causing any damage. They then sent the bullet to police in Cabo Frio, who are currently trying to find out who fired the shot. The case is particularly vexing as there were no reports of any shootings that day on the beach, according to military police. What a fucking... Could you imagine, just, you know, you're on your three-day bender, you know, the ones you do, and then... I'm just... You're so drunk, you're just like, I didn't notice this bullet went in my head. I don't even know how to just, like, to reasonably give an explanation of what happened. I'm like, maybe the bullet was so slow at that point, it was so far away. I'm like, I don't even know, like, who's shooting this dude? You know, there's so many questions to this, you know? But all I have to say is, legend. What a goddamn fucking legend that guy is, you know? That's rough, buddy. 
FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nihilist or your, your Nihilist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show.
three, two, one, recording. Well, damn, Jackie, I can't control the weather. All right, so this week I wanted to look at something a little funny. Uh, I'm feeling a little too, a uh, little too punk rock lately, and I need to bash conservatives for the bad shit they make the world do. So uh, let's find this BuzzFeed article. Let's snap into it. Three, two, one. All right, cool. Should be zoomed in. In case your parents are still watching Fox News, this is the kind of crap they're seeing. Now, my dad's dead. He he was he was very much he didn't vote Republican, really. He, he was not a Republican voter. He always claimed to be independent and then always had to end up voting Democrat. Similar to kind of me, where it's like I don't like having a political affiliation. I just want to do what's right. And unfortunately that means voting for at least Democrats, because that's, you know, they're the ones who actually want to make, at least the ones that claim to want to do something good in the world. But, uh, yeah, my dad would, like, skim through it, and I always threaten him, like, I'll block that channel if you don't stop it. And my mom doesn't watch. She watches the local news, which is Sinclair News, which is not much better. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, though, um, as our boy would say. Let's just jump into it. Uh, in case your parents are still watching Fox News, this is the kind of crap they're seeing. So let's let's take a look here at what Fox News is doing. Uh, this might be better audio, but uh, I don't give a shit. Um, number one, how much do we have here? We don't. I don't have a list. Uh, let's take a look here. Uh, yep, this was a real topic discussed on Fox News, which the Pentagon legitimately had to release a public statement to deny. So the the headline is, uh, is Taylor Swift a Pentagon psyop? You know, I, you know, I understand the the problem of like you know having to find content, you know, but this is not it. You know, I think you know I think Taylor's just she's worried about. She's worried about her bankroll, you know, I don't think she's too worried about fucking Fox News, you know. I remember if you watched her Lever documentary, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was on Netflix. Oh, no, it was, uh, no, it wasn't Miss Americana and Our Brick Prince. That was the folklore one. Um, maybe that was, okay. 2019 to, like, up to Midnight's, like, Lever, Evermore, Folklore and Midnight's was like, those were like four albums. I'm like, because Lover needed its time to shine and did not get its time to shine. That's why Cruel Summer just became a hit out of nowhere for like an old album because that album was fucking great. Lover was a fucking great album by Taylor Swift. And it's so annoying that the world doesn't really see it that way. Or else I think it's just, they just like, oh, that was Lover. All right, time for the next album. But, like, I think Lover by Taylor Swift is, like, because I consider Folklore and Evermore kind of her pandemic albums, you know? We all have pandemic albums. But, like, Lover, Straight Fire, I think Midnight's lack. If you compare Midnight's to Lover, 
I would say, yeah, there's there's some problems there. You know, there you you see, you can see the problems in there. Lover is just such a good album that did not get its time to shine. That's why Cruel Summer became a fucking big hit. Uh, Fox News once briefly displayed a banner calling President Joe Biden a wannabe dictator. The producer responsible later resigned. And so the, the headline is, Wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. And, you know, I, you know, I, don't, I don't like getting into shit like this, but it, it is very clear that Biden has been at least innocent. I don't like Biden. You know, everyone's like, fuck Biden. I'm like, yeah, fuck Biden. Like, I don't give a shit. But uh, he doesn't act like a wannabe dictator, and he definitely didn't get his political rivals arrested, you know? Uh, if I feel like if Trump would have just, like, accepted the election results, that the 2020 election results, uh, all his legal trouble would not exist, you know? Like, if you think, like, I don't know if you think that way, if you think Biden's the reason for all his legal troubles, I'm like, you're fucking stupid, dude. Like, Biden, like, if anything is, here's how, like, me as someone who's probably falls under the category of people who are liberal, though I don't like categorizing, categorizing myself as that, uh, as I would say, is that uh, I don't really support Joe Biden. You know, it's just like he doesn't really do fucking shit. And then Republicans try to t- Republicans try to take rights away from people. Uh, liberals uh, don't do shit. That's that's really what it is. So, you know, want to be dictator like uh, Biden didn't have him arrested. Like he he was his own fucking stupid shit. He did his own fucking stupid shit to to do that. All right, next one. Can you imagine taking up actual news time on one of the big four news networks to talk about how it's unbecoming for men to use straws? Oh, I remember this. Like Biden, the headline is Biden puckers up to drink milkshake. I remember, remember like when Fox News was like Obama is wearing a tan suit and that was the worst part of his presidency. It was the worst part of Obama's presidency. Uh, minus the, the bombing shit. Like, there's a lot of stuff there I don't know about. But, uh, but, uh, in regards to, uh, America, yeah, that tan suit was not working for him. Tan suits don't look good on a lot of people. I don't know who, who would actually benefit from a tan suit. Just, just wear the black or maybe the blue or the navy. You know, just, just stick with those, you know? Fellas, just let's you know if you if you're like I don't really understand fashion, just stick with like a black suit or a dark navy suit. Like you know, you know if you don't if you're just one of those guys who are like, hey, I do not not really understand fashion. Just be like, all you have to do is just keep it simple, and you'll look good. That's all you need to do, and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, fellas, is uh, drinking a milkshake gay? That's the question Fox News is asking us. Fellas, is it gay to drink milkshake? Is it gay to use a straw? Actually, sometimes I would like <laughs> deep throat a straw. You know, like you're, you're, so at like a job I used to work at, like they would give us, they gave us this like cup with a straw on it. And I would just like make eye contact with people and just like deep throat the straw. Uh, it was not, it did not feel good, but uh, it was, you know, what's, as Ben Fold say, what's good for the music is not always good for the life. What's good for the what's good for the laughs isn't always good for the life. You know, that's how it is. 
And I really don't see how the president eating ice cream is news. Um, it is news because uh, <laughs> only, only reason it's news. And it's not the reason Fox News, Fox News just wants to call him gay. I just want to be like, this. I just want to be like, this is how President Biden gives blowjobs. <laughs> blowjobs, you know, and just watch him eat this ice cream. I don't know, isn't there something similar to, like, how we eat ice cream versus how we give blowjobs? I've never given a blowjob. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know, that's probably a sad thing for some people, but uh, I've received some, and treat me like an ice cream cone. You know what? You know what? You know what? Fuck it. You know, giving a blowjob is a blessing, fellas, and so stop crying to trying to criticize guys for giving blowjobs. Uh, Fox News really brought on Fabio to speak about the Israel-Hamas war. I don't know a lot about Fabio, but I am. I but I am honest saying that, like, you know, if I'm, you know, I don't know a lot about the Israel-Hamas war. I'm just, I've kind of had to be like, I'm out. I have to stay out of this. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm, you know, genetically, I'm part. Jewish and I don't know, you know, like, I don't know the answer to that. It's a country I don't live in. Like, I don't know how to answer those questions. Like, what should they do? I'm like, well, whoever's bombing other people are clearly wrong, you know, like killing people is wrong. You know, I can give that. But also the Palestine Israel type of shit is kind of complicated. So I don't know how to answer that. Like, don't ask a musician, you know, you wouldn't ask a musician to run for president. You know, I don't think. We've had some guys who played music. I think, was it, it's not Harding? It was the 1920s. Who was that guy? He was like, he's very flamboyant. And I'm like, that means he's gay. You know, and like when you're in history class, you're like, he was a very flamboyant guy. I'm like, yeah, that guy's probably gay. And guess what? It's okay. Like, he, he can fuck guys. You know, it's whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, the next one here. And Pauly D, yes, from Jersey Shore, to speak about inflation. I've seen this before, and the meme was uh, DJ Pauly D on inflation. I'm like, America is not a serious country. <laughs> that's, that's the response when, when our news networks are like, let's ask DJ Pauly D from the hit TV show Jersey Shore what his opinions on inflation are. You know, and my opinions on inflation are just like, some rich asshole wants more money, so he raised prices on shit, and now everything's going up. You know? That's my form. <laughs> like, what's DJ Paul T have to say on inflation? I'm like, you're you're not a serious news network, Fox News. If you're asking Polly D to fucking give you advice on fucking inflation, what do you think Polly D knows about inflation? I mean, just as much as I do, you know, I'm not saying I'm better than him. I'm saying we probably know the same amount about inflation as each other. And so, but I'm also like, hey, don't ask me to come on your show to talk about inflation. You know, like I talk about inflation on this show, but this show is fucking stupid. So it's okay to be that way. But if ABC, like Good Morning America, wherever I'm like, hey, Shweezy, we would love for you to come on our show and talk about inflation. I'd be like... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know anything about inflation. I have, like, I have, like, a, a bare knowledge of it, of it. And they're like, that's okay. You can come on. We don't really care. We just want the ratings. And I'm like, okay. And I'd be like, 
Don't take my, and I would probably say during the interview, don't take my opinion seriously, dude. Uh, remember when Fox News fell for the birds fixed satirists? Headline says, are birds deep state agents? Some say yes. Bro, you have to be fucking stupid if you think about that. Like, I don't know. Because most conservatives are from rural areas, and I grew up in a rural area, and I can tell you that multiple kids have killed birds in my day, and we have confirmed that they're not robots. <laughs> if they are robots, if there is something weird in there, it is very well hidden. Uh, I can tell you, as someone who has grown up in a town literally less than a thousand people, and like my gun experience literally is a BB gun. Like I can tell you, birds are real. Unfortunately, you know you can't be fucking going to Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, if birds aren't real, what the fuck am I eating right now? You know, y'all don't question what you eat there. You're just like, oh, apparently, you know, if if you're one of those people who actually like legitimately believes that birds are fake and they're like government drones and shit like that, what the fuck are you doing on Thanksgiving, dude? What what the hell are you doing? Good question for that. Uh, Fox News was actually forced to apologize after showing this mess up graphic about how the stock market saw gains after the death of black men. Okay, let's take a look at this graph right here. Uh, it's showing uh, S&P 500 percentage change one week after event. Okay, so this is like one week after the event of the situation I'm going to tell you for those listening. After MLK's assassination, uh, percentage change, uh, 2.9%. Rodney King, 1.2%. Michael Brown, 1.2%. And George Floyd, 3.4%. Uh, that's the Dow Jones data of how it increased. And I'm going to tell you, is... I don't know much about stocks. Uh, basically, what I have set up for my stock. Apparently, we're all supposed to be doing stocks. Apparently, I didn't know that. Uh, I've spent my whole life learning how to play music and understanding music, and they're just like, you need to learn how to how money works in, in this world. We're like, fuck, dude. Um, is one percent a lot? You know, it's like a little bit, but it's also. But, you know, like, when these deaths happen, there's also, it's also on the news, and, pe- and you know, you have 50-50, like, uh, people who agree, people who disagree, and, you know, I know a lot of times when a school shooting happens, like, gun sales go up a lot, and uh, I don't necessarily know how to explain that, but uh, I can tell you there's a little bit of human fear that, I know the fear of, like, they're going to take our they're going to ban guns because of this, you know, and people are worried, like, that the U.S. government's going to attack it. I'm just going to be honest with you. If, you. if you're worried about the U.S., if you're like, I have to have guns to protect myself from the U.S. government, you're fucked, dude. And like, just fucking good luck with that shit. They're going to kill you with a drone, which is disrespectful. If you kill someone with a drone, you disrespected their entire existence. Like, for real. Like, you know how pissed I would be if I died from a drone? Which probably sounds like I'm going to die from a drone. I can't wait for everyone to get this footage. Uh, did you know that leftists hate you and your baby? And it's a, it's a fucking news thing. It's Tony Soprano. It's just a, just a fucking shot of Tony Soprano in the captions. Leftists hate you and your baby. I honestly don't even know how to come up. You know, there's so many goddamn ways that you could come up with, like, 
what what are they gonna say from this? You know, because I'm, I'm like, what are they gonna say? I'm just like, are you talking about abortion? But why do you have Tony Soprano? I'm trying to connect the Tony Soprano. Why you have a photo of Tony Soprano in your fucking live feed, and you're just like, leftists hate your baby. I'm like, didn't Tony like treat his? You know, like I'm only I'm gonna start season three soon, okay? But but like, didn't he like? When his kids were young, wasn't he like, hey, I want to treat you guys good? You know, I don't know. Uh, number 10, I mean, they have always wanted control how fast we drive. That's why we have speed limits. And okay, so the article says, now they want to control how fast you drive. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. As a quote-unquote, what y'all call me in the comments, liberal. I don't like speeding limits either. Like, honestly, I'm like, if it's a two-lane road, I'm like, let me drive as fast as I want to, and if I die, I die, you know? That's my thing. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit on the, like, I want to control my own life, but I also am like, let's protect trans kids, you know? I guess, you know, that's that makes me extreme i'm just like you know i don't think trans kids should be brutally murdered in schools i guess i'm a leftist now um yes yeah, we limits are 100 about control like they want to control it. i mean like the idea is like hey we want to do it but at the end of the day what the speed limit signs are like in the middle of nowhere you know like what does that mean it's like oh if you go over the speed limit cops can arrest you and get money out of you. So it's just all extortion of money and shit like that. So I'm like, they are actually kind of right on this one, but not really. Y'all are so wrong, because it's Fox News. And even when true facts are said on Fox News, they then become wrong. That's what that's how life works. Uh, I'm not sure anything can top Fox News bringing on a psychic <laughs> to ask what was in store for Donald Trump's Donald Trump in 2024, especially considering she drew a tarot card representing loss. You can't make this crap up. I will say this, though. I, I, I will say this. If you hire a psychic, and we all know psychics are fake. Like, they're con artists. Like, they're just, they're going to tell you what you want so they can get money out of you. I'm sorry for some of you who believe in psychics, but that's what they're doing. They're just trying to get money out of you because people need money to live and shit like that. It's, you know... Um, the fact they had a psychic on Fox News and they're like, Trump's gonna lose. You know, that's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny. We didn't expect this. I'm out. Once again, a real topic discussed on Fox News. Here's the topics. Could aliens have killed these cows? I mean, now that we confirmed that aliens have visited Earth and that Tom DeLonge was part of it. <laughs> You know, that's what I want to really focus on. I bought an actual To The Stars shirt, and I call it my Tom DeLong tour fit. And uh, I really actually bought it because I'm like, he proved aliens exist. You know what? I need to give some money to them in exchange for merch, but that also helps them out. You know, that's why I bought the To The Stars shirt. But aliens do exist, folks. what our knowledge is, we cannot know until the government wants to safely tell us. And uh, if the government is able to safely tell us things, I'm just in a mindset where like, well, we're probably fine. <laughs> you know? You know, if that government can handle the aliens, I feel like 
We're going to be fine. If they can't handle aliens, we're going to figure it out. Apparently, rainbow capitalism is news to uh, the Fox News. Target sells gay pride nutcrackers. I'm like, yeah, it's called fucking capitalism. This is the country we live in. Number 14, Fox News had also had a massive problem with a couple brief exchanges about they slash them and she slash they pronouns on a kid's TV show calling it destructive and coercive lies. What does the, <laughs> the news article say? Transformers caught peddling dim, woke agenda. I, you know, I do agree with the they-thems. Like, feel free to be, be they-thems. But the she-thems, like, we all know... We all know the she-thems want attention. Like, you know, I don't think you can be, you can't be, I don't know. You know, this this show is all about, like, trying to understand gender and shit like that. And I'm like, you can be a they that I don't know if you can be a she-they, you know. I think at that point you just want attention. I, I know so many people who are she-theys, and I'm like, they want attention for the most part, you know. You gotta love a panel discussion on the war on women that doesn't feature a single woman. All right, so four guys lined up here. War on women! How old will sales for all of 2013's were made up of single prize? <laughs> just fucking... Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, for the most part, as we'd say, it's the United States. It's like, you know, we're going to fluctuate, but it's like 50% men, 50% women. You know, that's the United States right there. And I'm like, women are going to, women work in the world and guys who are not going to get on board with that are going to be left behind. You know, uh, women are great. I know multiple women I would love to have work for me that I can't afford. But, uh, yeah. Yep, Fox News really brought on a guy who said former Attorney General Eric Holder was a bigger threat to America than Al-Qaeda and advertised with this graphic. And the graphic is both of them here. Uh, One of them has like a brown spot on his forehead that does not look man-made. Who's the bigger threat? (laughs) An actual terrorist who is... Who is like, I'm a terrorist. Like, the guy's like, I'm a terrorist. Versus uh, the Attorney General, Eric Holder, who I don't support Attorney Generals. They're usually the worst people to ever exist. But but, uh, I'm going to say that being an Attorney General is probably not as bad as being an actual terrorist. Uh, Back in April 2020, The Daily Show nominated some of the iconic Fox News screenshots of the pandemic, and I feel the need... To include some like this one, uh, how would you grade President Trump's leadership in the nation's fight against the Wuhan virus? Superb, great, or very good? Um, I would probably put, uh, oh yeah, superb, great, or very good. Oh, there's all good answer. He handled that so poorly, he ruined my life for the most part. That's all I can say. 18, and this one that... At, had already aged wildly poorly in April 2020, even considering it was only like a month into the pandemic. Coronavirus deaths in the U.S., zero. And so it was John Hannity being like, President Biden is ruining our lives, and then everyone died. A ton of people died. God, I can't believe people fucking died of COVID. Like, I know we all have like a, we know someone who was like horribly killed by COVID, but then there were, well, we know more people who are like, 
this COVID shit can't kill me. And then they died. And that was hilarious. We all know that was fucking hilarious. Uh, you guys, they're on to us in our plot to brainwash children against capitalism via the Muppets. And then the article is, are liberals trying to brainwash your kids against capitalism? And has like Jason Siegel with all the <laughs> Muppets from like the movie he did with the Muppets. Bro, crazy. Uh, and our plot involving the Lorax, quick emergency, Illuminati, child eating meeting at the pedophilic pizza parlor to discuss next steps. Title on the article is, uh, this is Fox Business. Lorax movie pushes anti-industry message. Fuck that movie that no one remembers at all because no one watched it because no one gives a shit because after the cat in the hat, no one watched fucking Dr. Seuss movies anymore. Uh, 21, I just think the fake moral outrage Fox is always blaming liberals for is funny considering how they platform stuff. One guy is saying online to the world and pretend it's some new massive woke slash cancel culture movement in order to stoke outrage. And then this article is, Professor says SpongeBob SquarePants is a racist. I'm like, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> I you know, can't remember an episode. He was racist, but... Probably. You guys might be right there. I'm not going to lie. Although it seems Fox thinks SpongeBob actually has a woke agenda, they literally said so. And then on the article it says, SpongeBob goes green. Department of Education pledges, or what was it say? Plushes? Global warming agenda? I don't know. Uh... You just gotta love that the true spirit of Santa Claus is news. Oh, and that Megan Kelly said that Santa Claus is 100% white and supporting that assertion is also news. Talking in an article, the true spirit of Santa Claus, Megan Kelly is correct about Santa Claus. Talking points, commentary, association in Florida with solicited donations in more than four. Okay. Apparently Santa's white. Well, actually, I would. I feel like Santa's white. Maybe a little Jewish. Maybe we'll give Santa a little Jew in him, but. Santa is white. I'll give it to them. Fox is right there. I think Santa should be white. Because, like, we all know the white, you know, like a rich white, like he's a rich white person, you know. Uh, Leave it to Fox News to make fun of Christmas dance video. Float is posted like they're a bunch of bullies gossiping after a middle school recital. And y'all, you know, not one of the biggest news networks in America. Biden's Christmas cringe. I did not know Republicans knew the word cringe. I thought that was a liberal thing, but apparently we can move on. Oh, Lord, who is writing these Chirons, uh, and can we send them back to grade school? And the article is, Trump cut USA to three Mexican countries. I don't have a joke on that, so we're going to move on. Uh, this is a complete fabrication that Fox later had to clarify was not true, and the article was... Bye-bye, burgers. Biden climate plan could limit you to one a month. <laughs> How fucking stupid are you? Where you're just like, President Biden's going to be like, hey, guys, no more meat. You can only have a meat type of burger once a month. I'm like, you know how many, how much business that would kill? Like, if Biden did that, like, he'd be, he'd be the, <laughs> he'd be screwed. Oh, and finally, uh, we can't finish this post without mentioning Tucker Carlson's fury over the green M&M being redesigned to be less sexy in these hilarious Chirons. I truly think we're living in an episode of Veep 
uh, candy, and candy and sexy shoes is highly offensive. Uh, and the new and improved M&Ms transition from high stilettos to lower block heels. Progress at last. Plain, frumpy M&M candy. Bro, bro, just calm your fucking shit. So yeah, that's what Fox News is mad about. What do you think Fox News is mad about? Please tell me below. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes. It goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have 
already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It is time for Oh No Our Table, the part of the podcast where I just answer questions. I don't know why we called it Oh No Our Table, but the sound drop that is Oh No Our Table is fucking hilarious. And if you don't know the original video, I'm telling you, just Google Oh No Our Table or YouTube Oh No Our Table. They're the same company. You, you all know what's going on. When can I give my man a BJ? And I'm assuming BJ means blowjob. I uh, got my wisdom tooth removed on Tuesday. I'm healing, I know, but I'm wondering, when can I give him a BJ? How much time should I wait? And honestly, you know, first of all, I want to say you're a queen. Uh, you deserve the world. The, the, the fact, the idea that you got your wisdom teeth taken out and you're like, your first concern is, when can I give my man a blowjob? I honestly think you're probably the greatest woman on earth. Um, however, though, I would say wait a week uh, after your wisdom teeth are taken out because I got my wisdom teeth taken out at 17 and uh, I wasn't doing drugs then. So those painkillers, they had to have given me. I remember like, I don't know, there's this chick I was trying to date. And her church, this was back in the church days, folks, sorry. Uh, they were playing this, what the fuck game? What They they made me go to their little game night or whatever. The puffiest cheeks, you know, like, my cheeks are already, like, the largest thing in my body. And it's just like, get your wisdom teeth taken out. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be the biggest thing on your entire dude. When I had my wisdom teeth, like... My mom would call me chubby cheeks, like, as a baby, and rightfully so. Like, rightfully so. She was right in regards to that. I'm like, you can't be, you can't see a baby with the biggest fucking cheeks you've ever seen. I mean, not call them chubby cheeks or chipmunk cheeks or whatever. I'm like, that's who I am. You know what? It makes me adorable. I'm like, I've accepted it, you know, for the most part. But when my, some teeth were taken out, dude, it was just fucking, I should have taken a picture because, like, I didn't realize when I was 17 that the only thing that doesn't lose weight with the rest of my body is my cheeks. You know, when I'm trying to be good and trying to diet, my cheeks will stay the same exact goddamn fucking size, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, and you know, at the end of the day, I had to be like, you know what? Unless I get surgery, I can't change this, you know? And if, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when it's like something you literally can't change and people are like, you need to fix that. You're so ugly with that. You know, I'm like, you know, I get a lot of fucking shit for being like, I'm not that I'm not the tallest guy in the world. Uh, I will. I'm willing to mix, admit that, you know, and if I could do something about it, I would. But, you know, in regards to the options I have to fix it, there's not really a good one. And so I'm going to be a little bit shorter, you know, than I want to be. You know what? I don't like it either, but at the end of it, you know, there's, like, things you can't change. And it there, you have to accept, like, at the end of the day, like, hey, I'm a shorter guy. I can't, 
I can't really, what, what can I do to fix that? There's not really good options to fix it, you know? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that. You know, like, if you criticize something, someone about, like, when you decide to bully or, like, you know, you pick on your friends, like, you need to pick on them for something they should change or slash can change, not, like, something they can't change. You should not pick on someone for something they cannot change because, like, you know, like, if you're making fun of someone for something they can't change, you know, like, like at, at the end of the day, like what, what, what is so, what is the reason you need to like bully something about something they can't change, you know, like it's just how it is, you know, it's like, I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. Uh, my grandmother thinks Egyptians had spaceships. How do I prove her wrong? She's watching something on the History Channel, and she believes it's true. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make some educated guesses here, you know, or as uh, I like to tell the kids, they make a hypothesis. Uh, I'm gonna make a guess. Your grandmother is watching Ancient Aliens on the History Channel, and. There actually is something interesting about cable television right now because when I was a kid, cable TV was like the everything, you know, and obviously when I, by the time I got to college, it was like, we just need Netflix. Like Netflix has everything. And then, you know, Hulu existed and it was like, some guys have Hulu, but at the time Hulu was like, why would I pay a service when they have ads? Why would I do that? And then every service now has, has like an ads option or whatever, and there's streaming services. But no, um, but yeah, no. So like a lot of older people are the ones on cable. I think I just got my mom updated where it was like she likes the Hallmark channel and all those Hallmark movies. So I think like Truly or whatever the app is has all those movies on it. So she pay for, pays for that and then like just has basic cable because she likes watching the fucking news, local news, which the local news around here, I'm not going to say their name, but it's owned by Sinclair, and Sinclair is the worst. I don't know if that made sense, but yeah, they're, they're not good. They're they're very little, little too Republican for me, and like the news guys, like a gay man, you're like, I don't think he likes... I think he likes his job, but, like, he does not like Sinclair News, you know. Um, anyways, though, uh, you're, I think you just have to accept that your grandma is uh, too far gone to be it. You know, I'm, I'm agnostic, so I'm like, it's probably nothing. When we, we Just like when we die, we're just at peace, you know. That's what I want to believe. So I'm just like, I, my best advice for you would be, I'm like, obviously she's wrong, um, even if there were spaceships during the ancient Egyptian times, like, I don't think it really changes much in regards to stuff like that, you know? No, it's, it's obviously the idea of, like, humans didn't figure out shit. It was all aliens. All aliens are the ones who figured it out for us. You know, and you want to believe that you can. Uh, obviously, I don't think we have enough documentation to be like, hey... Uh, this stuff is fake versus, hey, this stuff is real. You know, I'm like, when I watch, you know, I watch Ancient Aliens all the time. And I make, sometimes I make students watch Ancient Aliens with me. And uh, and at the end of the day, you know, it's like, 
say stuff, you know, at the end of the day, like they pose everything as a question. So it's like, you don't have to believe this is true or not, but you know, it's just like, unless we have good proof that it was, then let's just, unless we have definitive proof, let's just go with it. Like they probably did not have aliens coming then for the most part. That's my opinion. You believe whatever the hell you want to believe. Am I in the wrong for not wanting to date a Hooters girl? Met a girl through mutual friend, hit it off, but found out she works at Hooters, which is a turnoff for me. She asked me out, but I declined due to my discomfort with the environment. Friends teased me, some calling it shallow, while others joked about my sexuality. The girl was understanding, but the criticism is getting to me. Is this really shallow? Hmm. So here's the thing I, I, I just want to, like, think about in regards to this. It sounds like, so in most situations, you know, I'm just thinking about the most situations with the Hooters girl. It's the situation where it's like, hey, I go to Hooters, this waitress, you know, she's probably into me, you know, and obviously you try to get that shit, you know, going on and you're like, Oh, she's just being nice to you because it's her job. And I have been probably too mean to bartenders in my day because I think about that. But I want to tell you, I don't know if it's necessarily... I'm, I'm looking at your situation just from an outside looking in. You know, when it's like, oh, she works at Hooters and like she gets paid to basically be a waitress who flirts with men and tries to get the most money out of them as possible, you know, as a job. It, it, it all, there's all, it's always dependent on, like, the situation of how you two met. Like, if you met her at Hooters, and you're, and you're the guy who's like, I don't want to date you because you work at Hooters, you know, because I met you at Hooters, and, you know, and all that, all the drama that goes on there, it's like, like, okay, like, that, that makes sense. But then, like, you get to a situation where it's, like, you meet in, like, as I would like to say, a third-party location where, like, you meet them not at work, yada, yada, yada. You know, like, that's the idea I'm thinking about. Like, just be like, if I meet a girl, you know, at a party or whatever or whatever situation, you know, you want, however you socialize or whatever. And, you know, it's like, we hit it off and, you know, we, like, hang out and we get to know each other. And then she's like... Um, hey, you know, I work at Hooters and, you know, it's my job to flirt with men. You know, it's like, for me, that's not that big of a deal knowing that. Uh, for me, it's like, hey, we met because I went to Hooters as a restaurant and you're like, I'm into you. And it's, you know, like the situation where it's like, I think I'm only into you because you pay me money. It's, you know, there's a difference, you know, you have to understand the situation going in and, um... I do think, I guess, I'm trying to guess when your situation going in, it's like, hey, like, you're dating her without knowing the knowledge that she does work at Hooters, you know, in a situation like that. It's like, the situation gets bad when it's like, the guy who goes to Hooters and is like, I'm in love with you, the Hooters waitress who's being nice to them to get money, you know, and shit like that. So, like, I don't think you're the type of guy who is going to Hooters trying to find a date. You know, she just, you met a girl from a mutual friend, yada, 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 and you really hit it off with the scrub. But she does work at Hooters, and you're worried, like, 
the fact that she flirts with men for money is a problem. And I really got to tell you, do you trust her? Because that's going to be the real situation. If you trust her, uh, you're not going to really give a shit like that she makes extra money from flirting with guys, you know? Because honestly, in my mind, I'm like, you know, knowing that she doesn't mean it is just enough for me to be like, oh, 100%, get our household extra money um, and stuff like that. So uh, I want to say in your situations, like, assuming, like, you know, assuming the situation is like, you're not dating her because she's a Hooter girl. Like, you're dating her because you like her, and then you find out she's a Hooters girl. I would say, yeah, that's a fine situation. It, it's just weird. It gets weird, you know, because we're in the OnlyFans era, and it's like, it's kind of like, if you know that going in beforehand for a relationship, it's fine. But, you know, if it's like, I tried to trick this guy into giving me money for, you know, my little... Hooters work or whatever, you know, OnlyFans, yada, 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 you know, that's where the real, real big problems comes in, you know, it's like that, but if she likes you and she's like, yeah, I do this, it's, it's work, you know, hopefully that made sense, I don't know how that did, um, we'll move on, uh, are coffee dates slash first dates really considered low efforts for guys, I view first dates as a test of chemistry and attraction, focus on connection, Rather than spending a lot, some say coffee dates seem cheap, but isn't the goal to see if you click. Uh, spending a significant amount on the first date seems unnecessarily if the aim is to genuine connection. So, as, like, a man who actually has to, like, pay for dates, you know, you know in a situation like that, you make a lot of sense, you know, but... I guess in other types of date situations, it can be bad. Like, if it's, like, a situation where, like, hey, let's go out for drinks, you know? Like, if you're going out for coffee versus, like, let's go out for drinks, I can see it as a problem. But uh, I see it, there is a little 50-50, I do want to say. Because, uh, you know, there is something to be, like, hey, I need to take this woman out on a date. Let's find, like, an exciting adventure to go on and shit like that, you know? That's what, you know, ideally, if I was going to take women on a date the whole time, it would be like, hey, let's go to, and then insert current local event or whatever, you know? Like, we have something to do. If it doesn't work out, no big deal. You know, if it does, you know, it's we have a good time, you know? And uh, and stuff like that. Coffee dates. Um, let's go into coffee dates specifically. Uh, yeah, because the idea is, like, I buy you a drink, I get a drink. We're going to sit down and just fucking talk, you know? And uh, a lot of women don't have the personality to be able to sit down and talk. But a lot of women do and stuff like that. So what do I think of being like, you want to go out for coffee? I think your question is more or less like, hey, do you want to go out for coffee sometime? Is that a good date or a low effort date? Um, I will I will say, say tell you here... Just, you know, uh, keep the coffee shop, keep everything else in mind. Am I going to sneeze? <coughs> yep, I sneezed. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess the real thing I would say here is um, I think you should question, like, hey, is he putting no effort into this or is he just putting, like, an effort into it to, like, get to know me and see 
if he wants to know me better. Like, you have to decide that. Because I think most guys were like, let's go out for coffee. Because I'm not like, because I'm not like a guy who drinks a lot, you know? And uh, that's probably not a good way to, to introduce yourself to a woman. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I like coffee, you know, and stuff like that. Like, let's just sit down at a place, sit down and try to talk to each other. That's what I think about. I don't think about it as low effort, but because it's like, you know, it's my mom's birthday. I took her out to lunch today, and I'm like, you know, I paid for it, and I'm like, I'm glad that wasn't, like, all the bitches I did in Nashville's wanted to, you know, the type of dinner they wanted, you know, like, my mom was, you know, it was a normal dollar amount, you know, or whatever, but, uh, you know, like, first dates, you have to consider it. Ladies, if you're wondering about this question, you have to consider it from both ends. Because it's like, this guy's just, like, interested in dating you. And, I mean, to be honest with you, when guys are interested in dating you, all they really want is to see, like, hey, are you cool to, like, hang out of my house and we watch, you know, Netflix, Disney, YouTube, whatever the fuck we watch, and you're going to be fun to hang out with, and then, like, also I fall in love with you. You know, it's like... It's all that stuff. So, you know, like, I think as, like, a first date, ladies, like, you may not like coffee as a first date, but, like, you have to understand men are wanting to make an investment in someone. And if you're not the type of lady that men should be making investments in, you know who you are. You know what type of person you're going to be. I can't make my husband understand that us arguing is a waste of time. My husband and I have faced challenges with our roles since I returned to the office while he continued working from home. Arguments arise when I work late and can't immediately take part over parenting duties. Despite understanding his exhaustion, I'm puzzled why he chooses to argue instead of using the time for himself. Once I'm home, I'm a, I've expressed that arguing is counterproductive and effective, affects his limited free time. How can I better address this and move forward? Okay. First thing I want to tell you is that he probably enjoys arguing. And as someone who has a mother who enjoys arguing, I've had to realize that I'm like, if it's an if someone's gonna tease you into an argument, you need to start being a little self aware. So someone so if someone tricks you into starting arguments, just you know, you have to understand like what I don't actually know the answer, but the answer is how should I react when someone asks me this question? I you know I'm a Subazu teacher, so uh, you know kids are trying to tell me like some, like, outlandish shit all the time to get a reaction out of me. And I don't because I hear the worst shit all the time from not them. You know, I'm happy the worst shit on the internet is not from my kids. You know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, et cetera. You know, I've had to have that argument with my mom lately that it's just like, oh, you're wanting to argue. I'm not going to give you this argument. I'm not going to give you... This satisfaction. That's what grown men in their 30s have to do in therapy. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. Whatever you want from this conversation, I'm not going to give you. Maybe that's a good argument for, for your husband. Um, I actually want to look at your problem, though. I understand that I was arguing. 
is a waste of yeah no okay so it's the same argument I have um at the end of the day I think uh for me I'm just telling you from my life experience to someone else uh from someone who's had to be on the opposite side of someone who's trying to slash waste your time or or get you riled up about something. I think the best thing to do is uh, your husband likes to argue with you. It's kind of a waste of time. So whatever arguments they do have, do not give them the satisfaction of being right. So when someone likes to argue with you, they want an answer out of you, and they try to, like... They're trying to guide you to an answer. What's important is understanding what answer they're trying to get you to. Because, like, with a lawyer, if you're a good lawyer, the idea is that if you're a lawyer and someone's on, like, the stand or whatever, under oath and whatever fucking shit, is the idea if you ask them a question, you already know what answer that question is going to be. And that's what a lot of people try to do to you. So... Best advice would be that uh, do not give someone, if someone's going to put you in the situation where they're arguing with you to waste your time, do not give them the answer they want to do. Figure out what answer they want you to give them and give them that answer. And uh, do not give them that answer. That's how I deal with, you know, kids as as a substitute teacher. I'm like, I'm going to say something outlandish, and I'm like, that's not outlandish to me. I've heard a lot of things. And then they don't know they don't know, you know, it's like they send you an attack, you send a defense back, and then they don't have a second attack. That's the best way to think about it. Uh, what was it like buying CDs during the height of its popularity? As a Gen Z, I'm curious about the CD buying era. Did you ever wait in long lines for a newly released album? Any interesting stories? Were CDs collections a thing among your friends? Nowadays in my country, physical media isn't as popular and CD stores are scarce, lending me to explore smaller local shops for music. How can you join the CDs? So one thing I want to love about CDs is that like, if you had a CD player in your computer, which I still do have in my computer, it's just like you could just Check it into your computer and just uh, throw all the data on your computer. And that's what I loved because I grew up during the MP3 iPod era of music. And it's just like I went to my friend's homes and they had all the shit in their iTunes library. And I just like drag and dropped it onto my, you know, my iPod and shit like that. Um, but also like, you know, there there is something exciting about like a band you love releasing an album and it's like oh the sounds are not not out yet and then you buy the album and you listen to it you know there's so much fucking excitement about that and you know i grew up in the era of albums cds etc etc and so just that's my favorite thing it's just the idea of you go somewhere you're just like i want to listen to your new album and then you're then you know whatever happens it's like the transaction happens it's like now you're listening to the album, and you get to listen to the album, and you're just like, you get to fall in love with it. There's something about that I love. There's something about going somewhere being like, I want to listen to this album. You get the album, you listen to it, you fall in love. There's something about that I love. And I'm part of the MTV era, the end of the MTV era. Apparently I have to tell people, like, music videos were on on MTV when I was alive, 
But it was like they played it for in the morning and then they went to their reality TV shit or whatever. But I uh, know it was so much fun buying CDs at the type, you know, they were overpriced and shit like that. But at the same time, it's like, I just feel like there's not so much hype around a new band's albums as there used to be. And as much as I try to get that hype to exist, it's just, you know, there's only so much you can do in regards to how the kids relate to culture. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's how it is. Finally, and on to our last question of the evening. What's lame when you turn 30? Uh, I guess my biggest advice would be, would just be like, there's shit that you already kind of know is lame when you're in your 20s, but like, when you're actually 30, you're just like, oh, that's extra lame. You know, shit like that. Um, as much as I love frat girls, you know, and all their dumbness, but like frat boys, you know, and how they party. You're know, like, oh, I put this little sledge over me. It's like, okay, you're going to party anyways. Do it anyways, you know. Like, do the shit you're already wanting to do, you know. It's like, and shit like that. It's It's weird. But, uh, yeah, when you turn 30, um, I guess bragging about being, like, a party animal all the time. Like, because if I brag about that shit, my friends are like, holy shit, you need to get your fucking life together. I'm like, I don't know. Um, what shit, you know, 20s or whatever. I'm not, I don't know. Feels like how I'm living my life right now is how, how you be lame in your 30s. I guess in your 30s, you, I don't know. You just have to... Age with grace, you know, I would tell everyone, you know, there's going to be, you know, you're going to hear, like, this is what everyone else your age is doing, you know, in music and stuff like that. But I'm looking at people my age in music, and it's like, I think we're wishing we changed some things. And, you know, I had some popularity in my 20s, but now I'm in my 30s, and I'm like, I know the popularity and shit like that. You know, you want what you do in music to be good and to be good, you know, it's like you have to appeal to everyone. And if, you know, if like seven, you know, for me, if like if 17 year olds don't like what you're doing, it's like, you're probably not doing it right and shit like that and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's like understanding what you need to do right. Understanding what you did wrong. I don't know if there's anything, good here, but, you know, when you get to your 30s, you know, you gotta start being an adult, and being an adult means doing a lot of fucking shit you don't want to do, and, uh, yeah, that's how it is. So, that's a long enough pause for me to be like, hey, this is how we're ending today's episode of Cancel Shweezy, thank you for tuning in, Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's favorite podcast, uh, social media, at the Shweezy, my music at everywhere under Shweezy, you know, wherever you get your music. Uh, Twitch, Patreon, Cash App, PayPal, all great ways to say thank you for being a friend. Donate to the show in every way you know how. Um, free shit. Uh, go on YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a like, share, you know. And then audio, leave a review. Give us a 5432 or 1-star rating. So, honk if you love butt drugs and... Uh, Stay awesome.
Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.